Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Book was which we will not speak about. <laughs> that book that we don't. Uh, how how, how we do they say about of. Voldemort? Like they don't. That he shall he who shall not be named. The book that shall not be named. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We don't talk about that book. There you go. I can't talk about. Um. Cool. So. Oh. Hello welcome and welcome. Oh my God. That's right. We're doing so much reporting. Geeks. Wow. We sing geeks. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> We're here, professional podcasters. We're here. This isn't like episode 50 or anything like that, but my name's CJ. This is April. Sometimes we decide to reintroduce ourselves and sometimes we don't. We haven't done in a while. Welcome back to us. Hello. I don't think we've actually said our names in a while. No, we haven't. That's new. I know. I, and for for whatever reason, I brought it back right now. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I wanted to get us in the episode starting mood. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We release new episodes once a week. Make sure you go on to our Facebook group, Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. It is the free group. It is private, so you have to answer a few little little questions to make sure you're not not creepy, creepy, creep. Um, to know our rules, but there you can interact with other group members, other kinksters, other non-monogers, or just regular peeps. And we also post our munches there. We meet once a month. Uh, when this drops, it will have just happened, but we will be doing another uh, about three weeks after this one drops. And this so. one was so fun. I had such a great time. <laughs> it was such a good munch. We, we had a good munch. We're recording this one for the munch. It doesn't matter. We're going to just project. <laughs> yeah, just please. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to manifest We're self-actualizing or whatever in the fuck. Self-validating. Self-validating. Yeah, we did Manifesting. such a good job. Look at us. Oh, great uh, munch. We're doing so good at these munches. Killing it. People I'm, were meeting each other. Why is my white nail polish... Not white anymore. Anyways, um, I don't know. That is an interesting question, actually. Isn't it? Or is it just me? Maybe it's the light. Is Maybe. this more of like a yellow light? I don't know. Okay. Here, put them up to camera and then we'll see dying. what color correct. That look white. Okay, great. <laughs> Why would it be you dying? I don't know. There's something being excreted from my nail beds. My fingernails. Problematic. Do I drink pineapple juice? No, that's for something That's... Else. Yeah, you know that's because you're dehydrated, right? No. <laughs> that's not. Drink my Gatorade. You're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Water break. Okay, so. Oh, and we need some reviews on our Apple podcast. Oh, hey, if you could leave us a review on Apple iTunes, that would be delicious and wonderful. Um, if you want to support and see this uh, information get to everybody who needs it, you can become a Patreon for a monthly subscription. You can also buy us a little coffee on coffee for us to get coffees for, <laughs> for when we're researching this. And um, I think is that all of our that's all bullshit? of it. Unless you also want to subscribe to our anchor podcast subscriptions, that one is available as well. Honestly, though, just subscribe to Patreon. You get yeah. more benefits. You get free shit. Yeah, that's yeah. my suggestion. Yeah, the the Kofi would just be like crumpling up the money you're throwing it. You're never gonna get anything back, which we appreciate. And I do, but also the Patreon, you get perks and gifts and gifties. Who doesn't like gifts? Who doesn't? And a chance to talk one-on-one with us. 
So, what are we talking about? Well, we're going to do this episode. We're going to talk about uh, some details which have a, a little bit of crossover. Now, we've already covered unicorn hunters. We're not really revisiting unicorn hunting. We're actually instead going to work on being more intentional about how to approach a third if you are a couple in tandem with how to engage with that couple if you are that third. And that can include dating a one single person who's already a part of an established re relationship, um, or if you are the third that's being pursued by a couple as well, There's this information is applicable to all of those situations. Yeah. So basically two people who are going to be encountering in some way, shape, or form another third person. Exactly. Be it and them vice versa. dating one person or one of those two people dating one other person. Exactly. Is that right? Yeah. I don't really think we talk enough about the experience of being a person who like when you date parallel is dating another person parallel, but that person is in a relationship. I think and that, then, that targeted information can be helpful. Yeah. And then also, you know, unicorn hunting gets a lot of bad rap. But I think it's important to, if you're going to date as a triad, some of this information on how to do it right is yeah. super, super important. And if you listen all the way to the end, we can actually do reveal how you could be an ethical unicorn hunter. So stay tuned, if only to try to prove me wrong. <laughs> They're like fast forwarding. Imagine right I now. don't mention it at all. They're I just like, forget. skip, 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 So. So listen, some of the terms that we're going to be using are ones that I want to make sure we're all on the same page about, just so you know what we mean when we say them. Uh, you may hear us use the word ethical, and by ethical I kind of mean, listen, I went for the dictionary definition at first, pertaining to right or wrong conduct, involving or expressing moral approval or disapproval. So you may hear this used in situations where we try to evaluate what is fair treatment of all people involved in a relationship. Now, guess what? I'm going to move right into what we mean by fair. Mm -hmm. Because as we always talk about, it is very difficult and near impossible to create a fair situation. So I want to really, really emphasize that we're using fair in this context to mean that one person doesn't have an advantage that isn't available to all people involved. Does that make sense how I'm saying that? Yeah. And do you think it would be more advantageous to almost change from the word fair to the warm e word equitable? I So yeah, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. The reason why I, I wanted to introduce this word of fair is because a lot of the research that you will be looking into it when you are looking up unicorn hunting, how to do so ethically, that word will be used a lot and I think in those contexts they do mean it in terms of everybody having w how we have used equitable where everybody has the same opportunities as yeah. everyone else in the relationship where the result is less you know important people say fair as a way of trying to describe things we have moved to equitable yes. I think after either listening to a podcast or something like that um, that started in us changing how we spoke about our own relationships yeah like before we did the podcast and you're probably going well what the fuck is the difference yeah, yeah, and I would say there is a big one. Well, so for me, I'll go first and you let me know if this is what yours is. But for me, the reason why I don't use fair is because it can be very emotionally charged and a lot of people can use that as a way to m misrepresent how they're being treated um based on what is possible to achieve in this lifestyle. I don't know if that makes sense how I'm saying that. Where like yeah. someone will say, "Well, that's not fair," but it's like, "Well, what you're asking for in terms of fairness might not actually be ethical or equitable." or reasonable. I use it in that way, but I also go a little further because I am analytical and very math-minded. Mm -hmm. So for me, I use equitable because I can measure equitable. Mm -hmm. I cannot measure fair. So when yeah. people are like, well, that's not fair. Well, what's fair to me might not be fair to her, might not be fair to them, might not be... Like, fair is really hard to measure. Yes. 
Equitable, I can measure because equitable means everyone having the same opportunity to the same thing. So I can measure if I have the same opportunity that CJ has or that Jay has or whatever. So, And one thing I love about that is that for me, there's an implication of intentionality, being intentional about the structure that you're setting up. Yes. So when you're saying it's equitable, it's almost like, yes, we're all talking about all the details. We're all aware of all the details. Whereas in some context, when you hear somebody spouting off whether it's fair or not fair, there really isn't an established structure there already. Yeah. So that's why we have moved. And, and you'll even see in our group discussions where we're always be saying, no, we're trying to say equitable. We never use the word equal only mm-hmm. because of how impossible that is to achieve. And that would just ca- cause more stress in these relationship structures. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mostly to empower you for when you're reading what I feel that these writers who are writing about unicorn hunting mean when they say fair. Um, and if I accidentally use it in this context that I'm referencing, um, just equal uh, opportunities for everybody. But that's why I started with the word equitable, because that's what we want to try to move to. Period. Punto. Period. Period. Last thing I want to mention is, uh, something that we will refer to called couple privilege. Um, so this is just... The advantages that a couple have together. Um, I think that this is something that not uh, not a lot of couples actually consider when they are opening their relationship or inviting a third into their relationship. Uh, but essentially, um, it can include things like how society will recognize a coupleship before they'll recognize like mm-hmm. a triad. So like everybody's used to a couple getting married, sharing a home, sharing finances, anything like that, even pre-marriage, and it'll still be seen as a valid form of a relationship. Um, so what that leads to is a lot of like you can unintentionally end up hiding your third. That isn't really equitable, you know, because mm-hmm. who else is getting hidden in the, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then also a hierarchy of rules that apply to the couple and uh, that apply to protecting the couple at the expense of the third. Yeah. So those kind of things and decision-making that all goes back to like couple privilege, yeah. the ability to outnumber that third and things like that. Okay. So, when we're talking about, if we reference in this uh, podcast, we'll say like an ethical triad or an ethical thruple. Essentially, we're describing a relationship of three people that all have the same freedoms and importance in the relationship as each other. Okay. We all on the same page? Are we all copacetic here? Yes. Okay. I think. You're like, no. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll know in about five minutes. Well, you know what was interesting is when I was uh, doing the research on this one and I was listening again to a multi-amory episode on like, they have one called ethical unicorn hunting Mm -hmm. and they had started by mentioning that unicorn hunting as a term is essentially the negative version of seeking a third. Like sometimes that's used to like call out a person who's not doing it correctly. Very often so. Yes. I've not ever really heard unicorn hunting being used in a positive sense. No. Whoa. I take it back. When people are first unicorn hunting, they try to use it in a positive way and they quickly get slapped the fuck down. That's how you know that they didn't do the research. Yeah. They're like, we're unicorn hunting and everyone's like, hey, bam. That's where I want to like, I don't know. I, I almost first want to start by saying like, if you are a couple seeking a third and you're like, why do I keep getting bashed on these groups every time I try to ask for just Stop to find you're people, for a unicorn. you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Honestly. If I had to choose, if I had the power to wave a magic wand and eliminate one sentence from all those polygroups, it would be just a what did they say? Just a chill, fun, fun loving couple looking for a, a girlfriend for her and a play partner for me. Must yeah. be a woman, by female only, no men. One penis policy. Anyways, so I'll rant if I if you want. <laughs> I know me, we I can't. We can't. Rant. Well, look, I mean, we just were explaining when we we're referring to like equitable being that everybody has all the same advantages, fair being everyone has the same advantages. Like that doesn't for me feel that everybody has the same advantages. Yeah. 
IMO, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, and so typically with unicorn hunters specifically, that's describing a female male couple. Uh, typically the male is straight, heterosexual, and the female is bisexual, which is why they're seeking a woman. And some notes on that that have come up are like, they'll seek a woman because a woman seems more safe. Yeah. Than inviting another man, you know? Like, uh, which for me as a bisexual woman lover, I feel like the woman relationship is way more threatening, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I still can't get over that. The like, emotional connection, like, look, you, you know, sure, well, not there's a propensity that, but to she fight, can eat but... pussy better than he can. And she's paying attention. Is that what I said? Fight me. So, yeah. <laughs> a fun-loving couple looking for a woman to join her. Oh, so, I hate that. That's so ooh. triggering. Okay, here's why I hate that sentence. I'm going to jump right into it. I think you're oversimplifying what you're looking for when you create a sentence like that. A sentence like that lets me know you haven't done any research, because first of all, if you're posting that and not knowing, you will literally yep. get witch-hunted for it. Yeah. I can say witch-hunted because I'm a witch. You get witch-hunted for it? Well, and witch-hunting was real. Yeah. It was... Well, witch-hunting was a very real thing, yes. It was getting attacked based on a set of presumed actions exactly and that's what happens to unicorn hunters too yeah if you're not going to be coming in with any other research we are going to assume you're like all other unethical unicorn hunters and we will really destroy you um one thing that i find myself saying a lot in those comment sections by the way is like you know have you ever stopped to consider why you're getting this backlash you know like that's kind of the main thing is like you're getting really like uh, a lot of times, here's what happens. The unicorn hunter posts seeking a female who would like to join them. Uh, the long-term poly people will start to educate. Um, and it will seem cutting, you know? But it is, sometimes it has to be just because of the treatment of those unicorns and thirds. Um, and then the commenters will get very defensive. Like, the original poster gets defensive. Where they're like, everyone's so mean in this group. I thought you guys were going to be open and accepting. And you're... <laughs> We are open accepting, but we also hold people accountable for their either lack of knowledge or I'm big on, um, I did a post the other day on my personal where damaged people don't get to damage other people. Yeah. So like, I'm still going to hold you accountable for your lack of knowledge and hurting people because of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And by the way, the lack of knowledge isn't just researching uh, what it would be like to seek a third. It also includes, like, looking inward and asking yourself, what do you even want out of a third relationship? And why are you looking for a third? Or, yeah. I mean, even if you are, like, you, let's say you're dating individually as a parallel, um, I think those questions are so important, too. Like, why, oh, yeah. why are you dating individually as a parallel? Mm-hmm. Is your dynamic safe? and equitable for someone else to date you in the dynamic you're in. Like, this is not strictly to um, people looking for thirds. These are questions that even as a person in a partnership, you should be asking yourself, even if your partner's not dating the person you're in a date. There's a lot of crossover here, in my opinion. No, yeah. Well, I think that's why we ended up expanding on this episode, just because the data was showing that there's a lot of crossover. And what we experience is people who are dating people in other established couples. Like, couples' privilege is not exclusive to triads. Like, period. That's one of my opening questionings to everyone who's in a partnership or relationship is about veto power and couples privilege. I always, I ask about veto power and, uh, and I ask about message sharing. Yeah. Those are my most important things. Um, we're we're going to get to why those are important for uh, later. But essentially, so we already went over oversimplifying lack of research, you know, oversimplifying as a means to excuse your lack of research. I swear to God, if I hear someone say, I'm just looking for, shut up. 
Yeah. Because there's there's nothing about this lifestyle that is just or simple in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And you're just looking for one person who's supposed to fit two other people, potentially. And that is not a just anything. No. That is not I I would accept even a couple that would just understand that, like, in order for that type of thing to happen, it would have to be organic and natural and not something that you can hope for and expect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, it would be a, a happy instance if I am attracted to both and can form a relationship to both, which is why, in all honesty, the only time I've ever felt comfortable even hypothetically imagining myself dating a couple it's been with long-term couples that I'm already friends with where I'm like yeah I mean the only thing missing relationship wise would be a sexual element and I'm down to clown but like that's because I already have you know relation one-on-one relationships with each of well, them well okay so I might be jumping ahead and you can tell me if I am but if you in- are I'm just gonna cut it out so fine um in your opinion if someone was going to post in a group mm-hmm. about seeking a third mm-hmm how would you structure that post to get the results they are wanting? Does that um, make sense? Yes. I, no, no, no. Yeah, it does. I would say uh, one thing that I'm not seeing is any questions being asked. Mm-hmm. Like, I would even say, like, if somebody came in and was like, hey, um, so what I'm about to ask is something that I've seen get a lot of hate, and I'm to- I can totally accept it being misconstrued that way. So it's almost like you're saying, like, I can understand if you're going to read this and still try to call me out. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, not to say you're opening yourself up to abuse, but to at least acknowledge one thing that I feel like is the biggest surprise for whenever somebody posts into a group. For me, I'm like, why would you do this? Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. you're clearly not paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then also to list some things that you've looked into. Like, yeah. where what where is your research? Are you looking for more research? Like, what you guys don't understand is also that the energy of urgency and, like, desperation coming off. Like, I'm not saying y'all are coming off as desperate. Except in a lot of cases you are. They are, yeah. You know? Like, there's a lot of, like, I don't know why it's so hard to find a, you know, a woman who wants to blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, the reason why it's hard is because you're not clarifying what you want. And you're not clarifying what they want. And that's why you can't find who matches that. So do you think they should list, um, like, after saying generally what they're looking for, list what their dynamic rules are and what they are ideally, as oh, succinctly yeah. as possible, looking for? It, I would, And I would say that's even more important, especially if they're on a dating app, to okay. say exactly what they're looking for. If you're looking for information and you want the review of it, yes, you should also include that so that people can be like, ooh, actually what you're looking for here is not really reasonable and how do they do that i know i struggle as a polyamorous person on dating apps as times mm-hmm. not tender because i keep yeah we know um but it does limit your character count so i even struggle with getting enough information in there can i say something that's gonna sound stupid but that i have thought about for this too what you know how tiktok filter has a green screen where you're like you're in the picture yeah. but you can put a text behind you i've thought about that mostly because like some of the apps making are now your pictures yeah, some of the apps will have. I think Bumble specifically is cracked down on like me, like they memes and on. things like that. Yeah. So that's why it's like if it's you in the picture, it you're could also work. Posing like, <laughs> here's what I'm looking for. Sometimes I've even heard like you know, drop it in your bio. Ask me about, you know, ask me about my dynamic. You know, because Hinge, I can't even put it on there. Like I had to find a creative way in one of the questions to put on there that I have a partner like, and I'm Polly. It will be like the prompt is like, uh, what kind of, what's a question that we could ask that'll get you to start talking and never stop? And I'd be like, well, you should ask me about being how polyamorous. Yeah, no, that's, that's. And what that means about how I share my space. I wonder, I wonder if I can open it without shutting off this recording, but we're going to find out. Um, but I think I even had to do something. What did I even end up on? Because it, it, it's so frustrating that I can't put it on there, but I don't want to deceive people. Mm-hmm. 
What did I put? Oh, yeah. Fact about me that surprises people. I'm polyamorous with a male partner. We date separately and have done so for five years, which I need to update. Um, yeah, maybe just start. So I define since like, the year. You have to find like a random ass prompt. And even this, I can't write what all I would want to write. Yeah, exactly. So, so character limit is tricky. Um, a lot of people who have been in the polyamorous dating game a while, and I'm sure Jay can attest to this too, is getting real comfortable asking a question first off when the conversation starts of, did you read my bio? Yeah, I ask that all the time. Yeah. Um, mostly because like, that's what, that's going to be an early deal breaker. You know, like if a person like didn't like Jade just got a message where they she was like, <laughs> oh, I would be totally cool in an open relationship. I just want to be number one. That was like her opening message. And his bio literally says, I have a partner. And then this person who he didn't know at all <laughs> was like, well, can I be the number one partner? Number it's one. like, uh, 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 first of all, I didn't even know I got a, I'm going to start wearing a plaque. Number one. I was like, oh, well, she didn't specify which number one she wanted to be, so she could be number one. Dumb You're bitch. one and a half. Clear. Oh. So she technically. If Jay says that and you send me a video of Jay saying that, I will die. I will. Praise King. Die. Done. <laughs> done. That would be it, yeah. Wow, I even turned right on camera. Nope. Nope. She's nope. like a nope. ring. Our person, we both know has multiple personalities, and he put a mood ring on once, and it kept changing colors. That checks out. I That felt like that was a very... That checks out. I was like, if I was a person with multiple personalities, I would make that joke. The mood ring was like... It was like, I'm this now, but now I'm this, but now I'm this, but now I'm this. What is happening? He was like, when my brother put it on, it was just one color, and I was like, okay, um... (laughs) So I think, essentially, what we're trying to say is, if you're going to post something about seeking a third, or about your triad, or... Honestly, even if you're in a partnership trying to find someone who's parallel or KTP, I would even put what some of your relationship dynamics and how you move about. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first things I discuss. Are you I guys lap-sitting? Garden party? Are you garden party? If you're not sure what that is, go watch our stuff. Ding. <laughs> Plug for ourselves. Yay. Um, anyways, I but think yeah. I, I got us off topic, but... Uh, no, I mean, like, I, I think one thing that I was glad you brought up is also, um, just mentioning that about dating apps, so also you can understand that there is kind of, like, you should expect that you're going to have to do a lot of explaining. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's why, for us, it was so important to be able to facilitate a space for munches, just so it's, like, that's going to be your best opportunity for not having to explain your lifestyle. Like, literally just that. Because when you are on the dating apps, majority of the people are just monogamous not even really even thinking about it and don't even know what they want in general i would say we might be jumping ahead but whenever you get to this intentional about language that's a really interesting wasn't it point that came up in the multi-amory podcast i was like i forgot about that that was really good yeah i I love guys i can't plug multi-amory enough like that was really like if if ever i needed like a poly big brother you know like big big brother i'm a patreon i'm a patreon yeah they're they're great I pay them money every month because I love them. You want to keep them doing yeah. stuff. I mean, I, I wouldn't have felt prepared to get into this lifestyle without their information. Yeah. So that I need to really join. Awesome. Um, I keep meaning to join the Patreon for Loving BDSM because I also love yes, their stuff. Huge supporter. So there, those are my two one of two of my biggest podcasts that I love. Yeah, for learning. Loving and stuff BDSM like that. for kink and multi-amory for non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Yes, join their Patreons. They're both so worth yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Please, please, please. Um, one thing that I also mentioned, uh, so we we left off saying like, just be prepared to have to explain a lot. Um, a lot of, some poly people will adjust to this by having a memo that they copy and paste. (laughs) 
Um, and that's fine. Uh, just like, just, just have, just have that understanding that that's what you're getting into is all I'm trying to say, because that will help avoid the frustration of having to explain yeah. it over and over again. And actually what that frustration can lead to is you instead not telling them and trying to just engage in a rapport because you just want to have a good conversation with someone because you're so tired of people not being into polyamory. I get that, but it's way worse yeah. when you don't do it because then you have feelings for the person and you find out it's not going to work and then it all comes crumbling down and then you're posting the poly group saying, I'm so sad, please post memes. That's where I, like, I, that's why I did the memo because I got to the point where I was like, if I have to fucking explain this one more fucking time. I also have all my kinks and heart limits written out and saved in a memo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so be ready for that. Um, another thing that you might not be uh, have thought about is that there's a lot of ways that you go about your daily life. And this is one that I think applies to not only uh, a couple seeking a third, but also a couple that dates parallel, that you don't realize that the things that you guys do together in this life that you've established together, and you're getting used to sharing space, and you're getting used to how society views you as just one person, you know, um, that can include sharing messages, which I think, um, you know, especially in earlier days when I was in a monogamous marriage, that kind of thing was like, I hide nothing from you. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to hide. Of course. Share my me- You can read my messages. You can. You- There's my whole phone. You know my passcode. They're actually, yeah. it's open. No passcode. I hide nothing. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I understand the history. Yeah, I think, <laughs> Where you that, know, that is a thing. I think making sure you know your boundaries both as the couple but also as an individual, so... That's true, too. Knowing your boundaries, knowing um, things like, is it okay to share messages? I had one person who would share my pictures, um, and I didn't know that up front. Um, I now tell everyone if I am talking to someone, even just texting with them, if they're in a partnership, I do ask that, hey, can you please keep our conversations private? Mm-hmm. Um, Even then, to ask if it's possible. Yeah. Just, because if that's not your dynamic, you can just be open about it. Yeah, that. I just want to know. Um, and then I recently, someone that I went on a couple dates with late last year, his partner's request is that he didn't speak about her too much because she didn't want me to get to know her through him. I and I like you know, that. I respect that. And I, I told him had, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, and I actually, um, when I was still married and um, my ex-husband was developing a pretty serious relationship, that was one thing that I had also requested, where he was wanting to give a lot of information about her, and I was like, well, I want to, like, keep it open for if she ever wants to meet me, and then we can, like, just meet each other, and then not feel totally, like... Because a lot of times, like, if you're talking to one person in the couple, it's, like, a lot more than the other. It can feel like you know that person better, but then, like, the other person also comes in already knowing you, and you don't know them at all. Again, this is a consent thing in my mind. I believe it's a consent thing. If you have not gotten consent to share messages, to share photos, to speak on their behalf, to speak about them, mm-hmm. get consent. And informed consent is key. Informed consent, informed consent is, key. is key. Okay. And informed consent goes back to I am trying to date someone with the hopes of bringing them into my relationship as yeah a like to say like hey yeah well typically you know i like to build a rapport and then kind of introduce to yeah. my my spouse or partner or whatever then it's like okay you know know what you're getting into when you are building that rapport yeah. type of thing um and i do commonly ask people who are in a relationship if i'm talking to them what is your goal or what is your dynamic because i want to know is your end goal to bring me in yeah yeah. And there are times that I know they've said no, but I can tell by the way they're acting and how much they're bringing up, oh, my partner would love you, she would think you're so hot, blah, 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 where I'm like, 
Yeah. I think you have other plans. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, not realizing that that's what you're doing goes back to you're not really understanding your own why and what you are looking for, and you're just experiencing yourself excited about these ideas, but that's actually becoming your intention then. Yeah. Because you're excited about the idea, the idea and hoping to facilitate it, it, it in, in, inevitably becomes what's happening and what yeah. happens. So if that's your goal, just inform consent, give yeah. them every opportunity to speak to it. One thing I wanted to say about uh, informed consent, going over your limits, going over your boundaries and things like that. If you're hearing all that and you're saying, oh my God, it sounds like so much just to date a person. It yes. is. It is. Mm-hmm. No one said polyamory is easy. No. And so if you're feeling annoyed by all that stuff and you don't want to do it because you are so annoyed, just don't do it. No. Go swing. You're toxic. And and let me tell you something. If you are feeling that, I can say with confidence you're a person who gets witch hunted into our groups because you're oversimplifying. Like, this is the reason why you guys get attacked is because you're not really considering anybody else's well-being. You're just considering your temporary pleasure and what you want. Yeah. And you probably should just go to a swinger party or probably just get a sex worker as and if you don't, to like... And it's totally fine to say you don't have the space to muddle through all that yeah. or to deal with it. That is Absolutely, totally okay yeah. to admit that. I will exactly. respect that person a thousand times over Mm -hmm. it's it's okay if you are not wanting to put in the emotional labor at that point to do that ethically and with full informed consent go swing for a while go explore other options and then what i would almost say is like the only way i could see here it is ethically unicorn hunting is just listing out all of what you're willing to do all of what you're not willing to do and how you go about in your relationship and see if a person will accept that yeah because a lot of reasons why this is unethical is because of this almost like lure bait and switch yeah and the whole um do not rely on the phrasing well we'll see how it plays out Uh yeah i I immediately wanted to fight i'm sorry i hate that so much because for me as a person who is very like emotionally sensitive which i admit and i hated it <laughs> i'm learning to love that part about me but that like makes it that's the most dangerous sentence a person can say yeah. to me because what they're saying is a uh, oh no i'm gonna spin you up into an emotional connection and then i'm gonna throw you away and i'm yeah. like like i you know even on a even for me i don't date a couple i won't date a couple but i've dated a number of people who are in a relationship mm-hmm. and for me i now even make them clarify like what are you not open to when it comes to a relationship dynamic because if they can't even be open to friendship or be open to developing emotions, I'm not here for it. I'm not saying I need a committed relationship and I'm going to call you my boyfriend. No, I'm not that person, honestly. Yeah. I think there's only ever been one person that I even called a boyfriend. Yeah. And that was more of his thing. Um, Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I don't want to laugh at that. But But for me, it's like if if we're not at a base level even going to jive, and I always find out when they've lied. I always find out when they have not been honest with me and thankfully now it happens pretty quickly within the first couple months yeah because they start to panic they can't finesse anymore no <laughs> yeah what they really wanted starts to come out yeah it always will always it will. always does because you do re- you that person who's trying to finesse is like you're running out of steam and you're, you want to get closer to what you want and then that's how you start tripping and out. the emotions start catching up with you Yes. One thing that I really like about bringing up this part of like, yeah, I do want to be able to develop a a friendship which does involve emotions is because like we don't talk about like that is what a friendship is, by the Mm -hmm. way, is you enjoy spending your time with that person and you care about their well-being. And so like me, even when I'm talking about friends with benefits, I'm like, yeah, friends. 
Yeah. Like, I should be able to be like, I'm broken down on the side of the road. I can call a friend. That friend is you. Like, that type of friend, you know? Or someone I want to go hang out at a bar with. Or yes. Or a majority of what dating is is just enjoying spending time with someone. Yes. That you exactly. have either common interests or things that you like talking about or things that you care about. And you care about their well-being. Yeah. And I want to know that my well-being is being cared about. Yeah. You know? And that, and I don't think that that has to exist in, like, a relationship Mm-mm. context. No. You know? A relationship in a romantic sense. Right. Yes. Yes. Thank you for covering. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's that's my whole deal. That's my spiel. Yeah. And I'm on to y'all who are very emotionally unattached. Yeah. Or try to be. They try y'all to be. Y'all are also but the usually, most emotional, by Yeah. The way. They're usually not. They're <laughs> usually the most emotionally attached. Yeah. All of the ones that are like, I don't want anything other than this. I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> They'd be the ones you're on a fast. date with and you check your phone and they're like. Yeah. Or they try to say, else? I love you real fast. It's like, Whoa. Ooh. Hey, what they actually were saying is, I love talking to you. I love tacos. <laughs> I love ta- I love you talking to you. I love taco bars. <laughs> that was a cute one, but I had to like also leave after that. <laughs> right? You're like, eh. that was after that was after a couple weeks. Come on, I understand it already. Is great, but listen. Yeah. Um. So, I, and we did cover talking about of privacy and boundaries, right? Talking about that beforehand. Also, want to mention that that's very important for you if you are the third. Actually, mm-hmm. now here's now here. Look, I'm on to you. Okay, you're the third. You're like me. You're single, bisexual, or pan, and solo poly, likely. And, you know, the, there's a lot of perks to pursuing a couple. You know, one thing, and this came up on the multi podcast as well, which is something that I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. But, yeah, that's one of the reasons that I have been open to that idea is this idea of, like, the couple has established their life and their, like, mm-hmm. like you know, couplehoodness, have a house together. So it's, like, a very comfortable vibe and stuff where you kind of get to, like, peek in yeah. and be a part of it. I remember that part, yeah. And then, like, leave it. Ideally, for some people, yes. Well, I mean, so, like, not, well, they're still in a relationship, but, like, you go home. Yeah. You know? Um, if that's what they're looking for. Some are that's what looking, looking for the for. full jump in and... I want to come in. I want to be baby. Like that. Okay, Cupid. The, yeah. <laughs> I was, you know something? I was in a conversation with a person one time. Look at how fast I'm She's talking. looking. She's looking real fast. She's in an ice bath. <laughs> they were like, uh... I, yeah, oh, me and my wife, we live together, but we are separating, but we're also poly, but we're sleeping in separate rooms, and I, you know, she shouldn't be surprised that I'm on Tinder. Like, I asked if she know you're on Tinder, she was was like, well, she'd be surprised, and I'd be like, look, I'm only looking for someone, you know, we have all these kids, and we live on a farm, and we just need some help. Just get out your giant coat of red flags. I know. I couldn't even. First of all, you remember uh, when you're a kid in elementary school, you got the the gym and they do that. Yes, that's what it is. It was just a big red flag. Yes. And then we were under it. Like, it's not a coat of many colors. It's a coat of red. Anytime someone says that, oh, they know that I'm sure they know. No, they don't know. The best was like, it wasn't even I'm sure they know was very like. Oh, well, they shouldn't be surprised. Informed consent. That is exactly a huge example of informed consent. Yes. Is she informed consent? After you say that to me, stop saying hey, by the way. Right. Like, <laughs> don't, hate me, don't hate me anymore. That's, that's a huge example of informed consent. Is she fully informed? Or are they fully informed? Yeah. And are you fully informed? Yeah. Now we've had a conversation about it, so the fact that I'm pulling a trigger behind somebody's back makes it fair. Or right. Ethical. Or having them in the know. Or giving them informed consent. Don't make me talk about it. Informed consent people to death. Talk about 
rant, 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 <laughs> rant. Ranty rant, 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 ranty rant, rant. People rant, probably listen is like, all they do is rant. Yes. That's basically why we gave Jesus it. We Christ. gifted ourselves the podcast because we were like, you know what? When we rant, we're kind of smart about it. Mm. <laughs> we're making some really good points there. <laughs> um, okay. So you as the third, establishing your own boundaries. Um, are you a person who could be okay with the fact that a married couple is sharing messages? Okay, I'm open to that being a person that could exist, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, are you kind of open being just on the outside? Maybe that's something you like. Um, Do you want to be on the inside? Yeah, exactly. Is that a hard limit? You don't have to be on the inside. Maybe it's a hard limit to. that you want to be on the inside and live with them at some point or something. Yeah, so like for me, I think I was okay with the idea of just being on the outside for a while. But unfortunately, as I started to experience it, I was very like, oh. Um, that's very on the outside. I'm feeling things that I are not comfortable. So I guess that's not right in well, my soul. And it's also like. What if you or the other person gets pregnant? What are we going to do? What are you going to do? Is that an intention? Do you want to? Do they want to? Mm -hmm. Are there kids involved? Are there kids involved? If you were to get pregnant, how involved would you want them? Is she going to be okay with you getting pregnant? Like, that happens a lot more than people who know and has talked about, but I've seen a number of posts about that. Uh, That has stunned me to my core. I know that happens, but, like, I definitely would not want to navigate it. I think I almost got close to being in a situation like that and left it pretty quickly yeah. with my ex. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, yeah, I see where that's going. I got And it's fine if that is bounce. what you have fully negotiated, fully consented to. That is what everyone in the group wants. Mm-hmm. If that is your intention and it was planned, but if that is not planned and fully informed consent again, oh, buddy. So those are all, like, that's. I think that's the big thing is it's not just the couple thinking about how to approach the third. Mm -hmm. It's also the third thinking about what do you want? Yeah. How are you going to approach couples also? How are you going to let them know you are open to them? Yeah. You're not the jellyfish in this situation where you're just floating around bumping into shit and hoping it sticks. Like you have a say in this too. That's also going to be really important is knowing that you have a say and especially being ready to defend your boundaries because you are going to be going up one against two at some times. And so you have to really be empowered to be like, no, I'm going to stand up for myself here you know I tend to really I I don't think they're used as much but contracts for thruples or triads or quads I really like a form of contracts or a form of set boundaries and agreements that everyone can go back and reference I I did like having a list that I kept on my phone yeah of things where it's like well you know let's check back and yeah because it could be a lot I mean I hope it's not a lot you you ideally want to be able to move around as naturally as you know what feels most natural to you and your personality and how you express yourself. That is what I feel is the best way to do it. But yeah, sometimes like, like I had some emotional boundaries that I had listed out for a while in my marriage that I was like, Oh, I, you know, I would like this, this, this. And we discussed them and if they were, you know, able to do it and we were. And so it's helpful to have it, you know, written down the person that I recently dated who said they wanted a partnership or a friendship and then suddenly reneged on that and acted like it was Mm -hmm. never said. Mm -hmm. It it helped me because we had already written that down Mm -hmm. and I went back and checked and showed siege without his consent, but I just need to make sure I wasn't losing my ever loving mind. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was all there. It was, you know, had Mm -hmm. been there since day one. So that let me know that it wasn't me changing. It was them that they had not been honest in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Or honest with themselves. Yeah. It could have just been he wasn't being honest with himself, and so he couldn't be honest with me. 
not trying or to vilify it could be them. a little bit like how I thought I was very open and okay with how like couples move about in their relationship in relation to me moving with mm-hmm. them and then having to realize that what I wrote and put out there is not actually what I can practice. What was inaccurate, yeah. Yeah. I think the only difference between me and that person, though, is I was able to realize it and kind of correct, yes. course correct. Where it's like, oh, I'm kind of bummed I couldn't do this a little more casually, but I mean, Whereas, if you ask April, that's kind of my whole my whole deal, is being yeah. like, no, I could be a hoe, and I could be unattached, and I could be, ah. and then I'm, April's like, yeah, no, let me know how that goes. Oh, I'm yeah, sure no, every time she says that, really... she's like, oh, I've got emotions, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, you've been really quiet for this past week, everything okay? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got emotions, it's dust. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's if if your goals change either as the couple, as an individual, as the third, communicate that immediately. Yeah. And don't gaslight them. This I feel like this last person I tried to date kind of gaslit me in a few yeah. ways. Unfortunately, what ends up happening is once you assume a defensive position, you almost can't even control the fact that you're gaslighting, but you are. Yeah. So if it changes just communicate that and be like, yeah, I what I thought I wanted has changed. I've done that a number of times in my anchor dynamic. Yeah. We started open and then we had to reevaluate because we both suddenly very quickly realized that open is not going to work for us. We had to go poly. Yeah. Because exactly. we started out being like, no emotions, no feelings. And then we didn't. We're like, <laughs> question uh, <laughs> about that. Um, and so we addressed it. There was some uncomfortable conversations in that, but it, it had felt, to be done. It felt like it evolved to be um, give you guys the space to be who you naturally are, both of you. Yeah. In an autonomous way in the relationship. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. Um, so, essentially, I kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, when One thing I want to avoid, also, in the poly groups, when you're searching around, let's not be so defensive. Just be open to being corrected. Okay? So, no need to be like, well, what's wrong with blah, 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 blah? You know? Mm-hmm. I'd also like... Very much. I actually didn't write this down, but I just thought about it in this. Um, If you are one of the people in the couple, I'd really like you to have some form of support, which isn't making that third your therapist. Yeah. Because I know how it feels. It's like, oh, well, you usually are, you know, getting that from your partner. And now you're just like used to, as an extension, you know, dumping that on that person. But that's a much newer person. And they may not have consented to doing that emotional labor. And that can be incredibly taxing. Um, and it could also probably have been resolved by a therapist, which well, has been way more And they're more also helpful. dating the person you're dumping on them about. Yeah. Like, my parents used me as their therapist. And what they didn't realize is they were both shitting on each other to their child. Yeah. Who has to interact with both of them. Did that ever affect how you saw your parents? Absolutely. Oh, me. 100% me. Absolutely. Absolutely my stepdad used to criticize my mother so much. I that there was a very long time I didn't respect yeah. my mom. Period. Absolutely, and Disgusting. both my parents criticized each other to me. So I have very skewed versions of both of them that I should not because I shouldn't have been hearing all that exactly. at any age. Yeah, exactly. Because I was their personal relationship stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's tricky. Did we talk about the intentional language? We, I think, we are on the intentional language. Okay. Moving towards. Wait, where did I put that? Nope, that was the same page twice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the, the, I just felt like it was there, and I was like, no, I'm in the. But yes, um, so 
We talked about making sure you know your why, making sure you've established your boundaries, being clear about how you move about in your relationship. And now we're going to move into being intentional about, intentional, intentional, intentional about how you move about even in your daily life. Now, in an ideal situation, I do hope that you, if you are trying to date a a third, that you are being very open about that with everybody in your life. Mm -hmm. I know that's hard because we're already in a group and we literally just, well, not probably I think it was the episode before we mentioned that we're making our group private so people can feel more open you know coming and introducing themselves so that can kind of clash if you're living poly and private and in secret then you're not going to be able to do this part yeah like it I understand that some people do have kids and that you don't necessarily want to introduce your third right away but I personally think at some point that is appropriate introducing them to your family to your friends like you would any other person you are dating yeah i want to be able to move up emotionally when i'm building a relationship with someone and hiding them feels icky it sucks it feels icky well because it like for me i never got over like you know you say you love me so much but you also say nobody can know about us right that kind of feels it feels like you're guilty or gross about like it it's... and then once again you know you're also facing couples privilege there because there's nothing about the established couple that has to be hidden besides yeah. you and so i think when you are when we were jump when we were talking about intentional language it's important this intentional language is important when you are introducing this person yes or being introduced into these situations right oh yeah yeah and the difference is dun dun dun, dun as opposed to saying our girlfriend our partner our third you want to say this is the person we are dating this is the person this is who we are both dating can you hear the difference mm-hmm. it's a collective ownership versus descriptive language describing what you're doing an action an action yeah ownership versus action yes and that and that's also something that i feel falls under the umbrella of i don't know actually if you would refer to it as couple privilege but a lot of things that couples will do and you did a con- a concentrated effort to not do this was referring to yourselves as we yeah i tried to eliminate that as much as i unless it's directly like i i'm trying to address something with both of us right right but like I will descriptive not, versus identity almost. Yeah, I you know? will always try to say I when I'm talking about any. I, I don't. I've really tried to get rid of saying we. I would say for me, I am drawn to that type of behavior uh, because I have had very negative experiences with glom. Yes. Yeah. Period. My family was a toxic glom. I've seen relationships that are a toxic glom. So it's a little bit of a wince for me. So when you're saying like, oh yeah, we, 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 and it's all we always in this way of like, you know, yes, we are a couple, we are one, we are the unit. It's like, okay. Well, and for me, because I'm not dating a couple and I'm not having someone date me as like they're dating Jay and I. Mm -hmm. So I really try to just say I when referring to anything, even if it's about my relationship with Jay, Mm -hmm. I'm only speaking for me. I I'm think not that you for have only ever said we descriptively. Like, I tried to. Where it's like, oh, we went to the store. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't have to say, I went to the store. Jake was there. Yeah, Jake <laughs> tagged. <laughs> I mean, you could, but like, you know, the the, descri- the language is going to be super important too. So that might need to be something that you're having to work on as a couple as well. It takes time. It, it, it took me probably a solid six months or so to really fall into the I pattern and get out of the couple we pattern. Yeah, that's true. I had to be very intentional. And I would correct myself in front of people. Yes, absolutely. Because shit. Now listen here. Are you listening? This one's going to be important. Couples, I think one thing that you are confusing is being nice to your third as respecting your third. Okay? I'm going to say that one more time. 
being nice to your third is not the same as respecting your third. Yeah. Okay? Being nice is, oh, hello, good morning, thank you, please and thank you, blah, blah, blah. Okay? Respecting your third is knowing for sure that you have their consent before sharing their messages. And knowing for sure you have their consent before sharing their pictures. Okay? There's a lot of, like, mental shifting you're going to have to go through if you are one of those couples who existed in a space of, like, I don't have anything for my partner. This is, like, a loyalty thing. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, now this is another person's autonomy and emotions that you are pulling into this. This is not just about you guys and your trust issues. When, again, I think nice is super relative to what each person thinks is nice. That's true. What I think is nice could be different than what you think is nice. That's very true. So, no, I was being nice to them when I said, bless your little soul. But I was being nice. But really, if you're from the South, you know that means fuck Disrespect. You. On your family. Dishonor on you. On your cow. On your cow. <laughs> on your farm. <laughs> your farm. Like, you know, so someone from up north would hear that and be like, oh, she's being so nice. And really what I'm being like, ha, fuck you. Like, <laughs> they're like, Southerners they're so like, nice. They're so sweet. So like, I'm over there like, you see that dumb? You are so dumb, irredeemably So for me, it's like being nice is much harder to evaluate over being respectful. Well, let me say something. You're kind of like echoing what fuckboys say. Yes. Which is like, look, I'm baffled that I'm at a point where I've seen bios where it's like, I won't hit you. I won't be an asshole. Oh my god. Excuse me? I'm like, that's the bar? That's it? That's the bar. They're like, so what else do you fucking want? Ask whatever you need to know. I'm like, oh, that's the bar. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Jesus. Like, I almost am like, I'm sorry I even (laughs) am seeing your car. I'm over there checking my, like, status for my lesbian status. I'm like, where are we at? How's that application going? Am I? You, like, just pull up a picture of pussy and you're like, how how do I I feel about it today? mm. No, not today. Okay. (laughs) Literally just told someone that I was, that I've been talking to for a little while. (laughs) He was like, men suck, right? And I'm like, literally, you have no idea. (laughs) <laughs> my favorite is when people are like this is how i know sexuality is not a choice because i'm still attracted to me i would fucking mm-hmm. if there was a button i even love hearing that from like other men loving you know queer folks that are like is yes, there was a service fee i'd like pay the service fee what is it can you do- venmo so- cash app apple pay what do you want Canadian pennies, I will go there. Jesus Christ, Facebook, Meta World, what is it? Is it an NFT? What can someone <gasps> create it? I will buy that shit. Oh, gay little gay card. I would be so excited. Gay card? I would be Aww. so excited. Can you we get straight no idea. I want the privilege back then. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. <laughs> okay, so yeah, just because you're being nice and doing the bare minimum is not synonymous with Respect. being respectful. Okay um and oh i already said that last point actually do you think respect really just goes back to equity and informed consent and boundaries for me it's 100 percent the informed consent and boundaries yeah yeah it's very like your transparency i feel like we break down into these three points trans be transparent about what you want be transparent about how you move about in your relationship be clear on boundaries of your third and uh have informed consent what was that other thing you said he said boundaries yeah okay yeah and i, I think honestly that I was going to ask you, how would you sum up this episode? And that kind of just is like, and this is not just for, again, this is not just for couples and thirds. This is yes. literally for anyone that is dealing, well, not even within relationships. Those four things apply to fucking everybody. Yes. I will literally fight you if you're like, oh, this doesn't apply. You're going to fuck around and find out. Yeah. I will fight a bitch. We'll fight. I'll, f- I I'm plague on you, your family, your cat, like. Your cow. I'll go some Romeo and Juliet shit, like a plague on both your houses. Um, well, all we gotta do is get the pus in that book, and we're gonna. That is good. Um, 
But I think those four things, like that is pivotal yeah. to any interaction. And Be again, kink, non-monogamy, monogamy, yes. whatever in the fuck. And again, it's, even if you're you're someone who dates parallel, dating a person who dates parallel, like understanding what their dynamic is and how that will play out in your relationship. Yeah. That person's hella present. So this is, again, just listen to this, take it in if you're going to be trying to date, and really just try to and actually, use these as tools to do it well. Yeah, and I, the last thing I want to add is if you are a person who is uh, an anchor partner and your partner is dating parallel, don't assume that that partner is going to want to meet you. Yeah. And don't be ready. Like, I, I tried to approach it as, like, I have an open heart for if they want to meet me, but I'm not going to assume that one day I will meet yeah. them. You know, it, it is a very fine balance of like, well, don't tell me too much about them. Oh, well, they said they never wanted to meet you. Uh, okay, well, still, you know, yeah. until we reviewed what sort of information. Because like, I personally am not super comfortable someone getting to know me. And this actually has been one of my discomforts that I had to overcome with this podcast too, is knowing that like, I'm putting a lot of information about me and I don't know the people who are going to be knowing all this yeah. stuff about me. Um, but, you know, I really wanted to make the podcast. So, or people you know. thinking they do know us when they've only really known us through the podcast. Oh, yeah. It, listen, it's it's worse than when somebody remembers your name and you don't know their name. Yeah, that happens. Ten times worse. So much. And you're like, Ugh. you're like, it's so awkward at times. Like, oh my God, I know you. And you're like, do you? What's well, so something to be crying? I guess you don't know me. Just kidding. I'm and I'm over there like, yesterday I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you on your lunch break sniffling. I was like, okay, <laughs> your door was closed. I heard the music. <laughs> I heard the sad songs. I think we lost. Oh, to be known. Oh, we hit the hour on that one. Yep. We also hit the hour. I'm like, <laughs> just hit it. You were like, how about we wrap up? And I was like, how about we keep talking? I can also. Did we wrap uh, up? We did the points okay. to wrap up the episode, but we didn't do our end stuff. I can also uh, extract the audio. Oh, yeah, that's true. You if you need. I like how we're not, I'm. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave I mean, it. we talked about the Facebook and everything. We did. Okay. We did our wrap-up points. Woo. We said everything you need to keep in mind. But we, we emphasize that even if you're a person dating a person who's in a relationship, even if you're not engaging with that person, to have boundaries around that and communicate those. And uh, then we were like, that's it. Thank you so much. And then we were like, by the way, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we're so cute and fun to look at. And um, we, if you hit the bell notification, you'll get a little notification once a week that'll brighten up your week, letting you know that our happy faces are going to be right on your screen very, very soon. Um, we would love to come talk to you, uh, despite me literally just saying that I'm uncomfortable people knowing things about me that I didn't tell them. I do actually really enjoy meeting you guys and talking with you and discussing with you guys in the group. Um, and especially if we've like been friends and then you joined my group. I really oh, I love that. Thank you. Um, Check out our Patreon. We're actually going to be recording a bonus episode right after this, so. <laughs> well, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> Gross, but exciting. Pretty exciting. Um, and, and yeah, if you want, if it's on your heart, please leave us a five-star review. We love those. That, and I have a praise kink, and that makes me feel really good. Love you, Nina. Thanks. Bye. Bye.